Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain with Social Audi. I am very, very excited to be sponsoring and putting together today's Shine a Light Autistic Advocate panel. We are coming together with some of the most incredible autistic advocates in the community. And they are here today with me to share their autistic advocate journey, some tips and insights that they wish they would have known when they first started. Because one of the most exciting things when we learn, especially late in life, that we're autistic, is that we wanna make sure that no one else gets left behind, that no one else goes unidentified or missed for decades. So we're so glad to be here with you, to be sharing, and we've got some amazing advocates that we'll be sharing today. And the first up is Lauren Melissa, and I'm so excited she's here. She has a fantastic account, Nell on Instagram. Welcome, welcome, welcome to each and every one of the advocates and our amazing Brian Bird, who is the very first recipient, award recipient, for the Autistic Advocate Service to Others Award. Guys, He's amazing, and he has really set the stage and the groundwork for what being an autistic advocate should be. The kindness, the compassion, the inclusivity, the heart, and the healthy boundaries, the healthy boundaries that he shares. So guys, welcome to the panel. So excited. First up, Ms. Lauren Melissa. Hi, thank you so much for starting this event and for bringing us together to talk about this really important topic. I think that, you know, I've been doing a lot of self-advocacy work now for, oh goodness, six years now around autism. And I, I really appreciate this question because it kind of brings me back to what it was like when I first started Ajinal, the Instagram account, and just what I was doing and what I was getting myself into a little bit too. So I think that I would love to share some thoughts, some some experiences that could support those who are leaning into this sort of self-advocacy. There's so many kinds of self-advocacy, right? So we can be advocating for ourselves in the classroom. We can be advocating for ourselves in the workplace and with our families, with our friends. But um, I'm going to talk a little bit particularly about self-advocacy that takes place on social media and Instagram, Twitter, and those places. So one thing that I really want to bring to the surface about self-advocacy in these spots is that it's, I think it was really essential for me to not only read the work of self-advocates on social media. I think that I got at one point like in this bubble where I thought everything that mattered, mattered on social media. And that's not really the truth. There are autistics all over the world doing different kinds of work through different forms of communication. And in fact, autism in general is such a, has such a spectrum of communication styles. that It's really key to read books, watch talks, listen to podcasts, do a variety of, um, just participate in a variety of self-advocacy mediums in order to take care of oneself. And that might come as a surprise if that would be self-care and I sometimes think that when we are on social media and we get so involved in the conversations on social media, it can become this black and white existence of I'm either doing it right or I'm doing it wrong. I'm either getting enough likes or I'm not. I'm either getting enough DMs or I'm not. And it can become this numbers game that really doesn't exist in like 
like it, it exists, but it like exists in this strange world of what really matters in terms of self-advocacy, what matters in terms of activism. So I would definitely highlight looking in other spaces for self-advocates and learning and continuously learning from them. And also learning not just from self-advocates, but I'll leave that for someone else to talk about. Um, the last bit about social media and self-advocacy is to remember that what we are sharing in terms of self-care, overload, burnout, all of those things that we are trying to bring more and more light to also matter for us as individuals. So not to lose that sense of selfhood in the self-advocacy sphere. If I'm a self-advocate, I'm also going to be advocating for my own mental health. And it's totally okay to take breaks. And not only is it okay to take breaks, it's okay to take breaks without announcing them to everyone that I'm taking a break. And it's okay to come back and not apologize for not having been around. I once took a year off. Most people don't even realize it. <laughs> I took a whole year off of Instagram. And I just disappeared for a year. I never posted. I never did anything to take care of myself because there was so much going on in my outside life in my autistic life. And I, I needed to pare things down to take care of myself from social burnout, from sensory overload with electronic devices. So I just stepped away. And then one day I just came back and I just picked it right back up and I didn't say anything and I didn't apologize and I never regretted it. So keep in mind, if maybe you're the kind of person who needs to take a break every week, or the kind of person who needs to take long breaks after a year of work. Or maybe, you know, it's community and it's a place sometimes you take a break from posting, but you still stay on to comment. Figure out what break is authentic for you and schedule it in, take it, and never be ashamed of that. Oh, Lauren, that was fantastic. That was just so important. Thank you so much for that. Next up is Thomas Henley from Asperger's Growth. Thomas has an amazing podcast. He also has a, uh, an account on Instagram where he's talking about relationships and talking about our unique perspective and his unique perspective as well. And he and I both share alexithymia, and that's something he speaks about that I am always relating to and, and constantly going, yes, Thomas, you nailed that one for me too. So welcome, welcome, Thomas. Thank you so much for being here and sharing what you do in the world of advocacy. Take it away. Sure. Ah, okay. So I'll wait until it's spotlighted me. Yes, <laughs> I'm working on it. I have slow fingers. Hooray. Okay. So um I had I had something in mind that I wanted to um to say. I sort of had a little wrote some notes down, but I always find that I I always just ditch it. So um I think you know, the, the most useful piece of information that I would give to someone um, who is wanting to uh, be a part of the advocacy on Instagram or on different social networks, um, I would always say that, you know, that there is always an inherent uh, sort of danger to putting yourself online. And I think, um you know, I, I really like what you said, Lauren, about um, making sure to take care of yourself because 
um for some some people who are who are trying to get into the online communities uh one of one of the the things that really uh, is quite a barrier to a lot of people is not understanding the language or not understanding um particular things about um what's happened in the autistic community around certain organizations um around as a, as i said language it's um you know it's it's been really clear to me that that's been an issue and it you know as as much as i i love the community um that i'm in it it only takes one or two people for it to become um an issue for someone when they when they're trying to do something positive with their life and trying to um share their experiences and their opinions um i can share something that that happened to me when i first got into it i got into youtubing and being on instagram i think about 4 or 5 years ago and when i started i didn't really know much about it and it was all about sharing my experiences because it was it was quite important for me to do so um at that point in my life and i made a lot of mistakes uh i you know i'm not ashamed to say that i wasn't aware of the 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 organizations perhaps that people didn't like um you know for a very good reason and so i did a lot of work around that and i also um was quite immature to the to the the changes in language and person first etc um and you know it it took me a lot a long time to to kind of get to grips with other people's opinions um on certain issues and um you know my my experience wasn't particularly good and uh it took me a long time to kind of shake that off and get back to you know do, doing the work that I wanted to um so i'd say that that's that's definitely a really big thing to to keep in mind and i just want to kind of end that little segment bit by saying that you know the the people who are the nastiest tend to to have the loudest voices and they tend to be a very small minute of people who want to harass you for things uh majority of people um if you get things wrong or you you say something that's um not okay according to a lot of people um they'll probably message you quite nicely about it and and talk about it but um I have no idea how long I've been talking for. Is that is that my five minutes? <laughs> no, it hasn't been. No, me. if you've got something else to add to it, Thomas, by all means, please do. Yeah. Sure. Um, one last thing that I'd probably add, sort of interject there is that um, I think whenever you're sharing uh, your um, opinions on autism, it's always good to to mention that that is that is your opinion and whether it's a popular or unpopular opinion sometimes it is useful to to get it out there and to speak about things that perhaps um could be quite hard um to a uh, hard sort of controversial sensitive topics um but they are important conversations to have i think um yeah i think i'll 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 leave it at that i I just I I know that <laughs> I know that there's there's you know the majority of people have a certain way of thinking about things and you know I'm I'm very all for the the neurodiversity that kind of side of things um 
but I, I do see a lot of people from, you know, both sides saying to other people that this is what autism is, or this is what you should say, and this is what you shouldn't say. Whereas it should be, this is what I say. And um, have a, have a, have a conversation about that. So wonderful, Thomas. Yes. Thank you so much. No oh, problem. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I am, I'm so excited that everybody is here. And, you know, that's one of the things that I think so many of us, it, it's one of the scariest hurdles because we don't want to upset anybody. We don't want to get anything wrong. We want to make sure we're using, you know, the, the quote unquote right language and, and making sure we're being inclusive. And we want to make sure that we're not speaking over anyone else, you know, we're speaking from our perspective. And I think that's such a great insight and tip um, to just really start some conversations. And I, I know that so many of you in here are going to also speak to sort of that aspect of it as well. Uh, I am really excited because this is our award winner this year, our autistic advocate for his service to others is Mr. Brian Bird from Autism Support Community. He has been doing this for quite a while and has been changing the face of autism advocacy so that we are being heard and that we as autistic advocates are also setting some pretty healthy boundaries for ourselves that sometimes we haven't always experienced, but we learn them and he's taught me so much and so many others that are in this room in this panel today. So Brian, welcome. We are so excited you're here and it is a thrill to be able to <laughs> spotlight you, my friend. Um, am I on the screen at all? <laughs> yeah, hello everybody. Um, well, th Carol, thank you so much for those kind words. Um, I'm quite embarrassed actually. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite a shy person. Um, but you know what? I can only accept that award if I can share it with you guys. Um, so <laughs> I like to share things. And I really think uh, I'm only here because of the people uh, on this very Zoom chat, because I follow you. And um, there was a time when I wanted to give up. Uh, I didn't feel I had um, a good voice in the community. I didn't feel I was accepted. And, um, you know, through you guys, I, I finally found, found my safe uh, space. I felt a lot better about myself. And I sort of carried on my work. Um, I was really getting quite down about things. Now, the reason I mention that is because, you know, what would we say to a new advocate? Well, there's a few things I want to say, um, not one particular subject. I think the first thing is to find, find your platform, which platform works for you. And that can take time. I've been on Facebook uh, 10 years, my page there. But to be honest, I, I found Instagram to be absolutely inspirational. And that's when I started meeting amazing people like Thomas, uh, uh, Lauren, yourself, Carol, uh, all of you here. And I started to meet these amazing advocates that inspired me and empowered me. And it also made me realize how much I have to improve and how much I have to learn as well. So for a new advocate, I would say it's a growing process. It's all about growth. And the only way we can grow sometimes is by listening. We have to listen to the community. And we have to listen to our inner voice as well. And then that kind of, for me, that kind of leads on to being your authentic self. And the thing I love about the autistic community is the diverse range of accounts. Um, every advocate is completely different. And uh, I just think that's wonderful. And I, I know there's this um, conformity expectation sometimes. One language, one rule, one color, 
one whatever, it's all going to be uniformed and as if that's being inclusive, which it's not really. If we really want to be inclusive, then we have to embrace difference ourselves within our very own community. Otherwise, become a, a micro um, community of, uh, what's I going to say? <laughs> I'm famous for losing my track of thought. We, we, we become a, a micro version of society. If we don't do that, we don't embrace difference, then we, we will not grow as a community. So I, I'm, I think people need to be their authentic selves. They need to find their voice. And as Thomas so rightly said, um, it's not the, the ones who shout the loudest. It's not the ones who are most aggressive. It's not the ones who fight. I often feel like it's the distant voices, the smaller counts, or even people who are not advocates. Because some of the people who comment on our pages are amazing, aren't they? They, they leave his most profound, wise comments. And there's so much to learn from these people, from these um, varying voices. Um, so I'm hoping all that makes sense. Uh, another thing is, as we were other people said before me, about taking time out, you know, that is essential. And also finding support, because um, it can get really tough out there. There's times when I've been really down, and I, I think the past two years has been atrocious in terms of the pandemic and the behaviour sometimes. I've spent so much time helping other advocates, listening to them, people who have sometimes been suicidal, traumatised by bullying, and that really breaks my heart. I think that's so sad to see that. So we need to find spaces where we have support. Uh, we need to build up a network. And, um, you know, that can be done behind the scenes. Even uh, I think that's very important because many of us autistics are quite vulnerable. When we get attacked, we take it very personally and understandably so. Um, the only other thing I've got to say really is so many things I want to say. That I can't seem to get any of this out as usual. Um, so about being kind, actually, about building bridges. I've always, always seen myself as a bridge builder. I don't see, I'm not the most knowledgeable of people or, or advocates, but I like to think I can build bridges between parents, autistic people, um, professionals. There's so much work to do. And I often feel very sadly that these bridges get burnt along the way. And it's not by you guys, but I sometimes feel like the bridges we're trying to build burnt before we can even get there. And I, I feel a deep sense of sadness, sadness because our community won't grow while we do that. So there is a question of being, listening to each other and we don't have to agree all the time. Unity is not agreeing all the time. Unity is being united by our differences, in my opinion. Okay, I think that's all I have to say on that. Thank you. Oh, Brian, yes. So much yes to what you just said, my friend being united in our differences and not being divisive and divided by those, but being able to appreciate and embrace the differences that we all have. Thank you for your wise words. Thank you for your insight. Thank you. And thank you for being here. And thank you for setting such an exemplary guidance and a light for so many of us. You are greatly appreciated, my friend. Thank you. I am really excited. Our next advocate that is up on the panel today is Ms. Jessica Michaels from Neurodiverse Work Coach. She is incredible. Guys, she's a former comedian, stand-up comedy. I'm telling you, she always makes me laugh, but she always makes me think. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here, Jessica, and I'm going to click over and spotlight you. <laughs> 
Thank you uh, so much for having me. This is such an important topic and, and something that I wish I had had when I started out because, you know, I just blatantly jumped out there like I was the first autistic to ever have an opinion. And it uh, turns out not not the case. Um, and I think, you know, we get so excited about new knowledge um, and wanting to change the world, I think is a really common reaction, especially um, like for me being late diagnosed. Um, that was, you know, what I wanted to do is just go out and fix everything. Um, and looking back, you know, something that I wish I had learned early on was that I, though I am autistic and ADHD and have alexithymia and whatever issues I have, I also have a vast amount of privilege by the fact that I am white. I'm in the United States. I had access to, um, I had access to a psychologist to diagnose me. And it was only through, as Brian said, listening to others, I realized how uh, different everybody's experiences are. And that it really is incumbent upon those who can to amplify the voices of others that are not like you. So not just listening and, and learning and growing, which you, you should do, but raise up voices of maybe um, non-speaking autistics or people who use like AAC to, to communicate, um, people who have uh, additional maybe physical disabilities, um, LGBTQ members, um, BIPOC uh, autistics, just people who are just by virtue of society on a more marginalized end or less privileged end. Um, and that is, is really very important. We don't want this to be another space where, you know, white straight individuals run roughshod and, and take things over um, because we're, we're better than that, frankly. Um, and uh, I also think it's important to, to have confidence in your skills, even if they're new. Um, I'm writing a book. I have never written a book. I don't know that I've written much of anything since college, but I'm writing a book because there wasn't one that said what I wanted to say. And just because you haven't done something before doesn't mean you you can't, you know? So just so don't be afraid to try things um, because your, your point of view is important and you never know what you might end up loving or, or be re being really great at. Um, I also think it's really important to use your resources. Um, when Carol Jean and I first met, my feeling was just of immense relief because I really had felt like this was all on me. If the world was gonna change, it needed to be because I was having conversations, I was doing things, and that was so stressful because it was like, so if I don't go to this meeting, if I don't take that appointment, if I don't have this conversation, then nothing is getting done. And that isn't true. We have a good community. We have to use each other, leverage each other, utilize our strengths, um, and, and it's not all on you. You're a huge part of it, but um, you need to be, you, you can't take care of anybody if you don't take care of yourself. Uh, and so you, you need to make sure you're okay. And it's not all on you. There's a lot of great people who can help. So 
um, don't be afraid to, to use those people. If somebody offers you help, you can take it. Um, not only that, you can ask for it. Uh, you don't need to be the martyr. You don't need to be the one who takes everything on your shoulders because you're going to burn out and you're not going to be any use to anybody around you or the community if you if you don't take care of yourself in that way. So definitely use, use your resources, use your community. Um, and one last thing is um, I found that the more people I meet, even autistics, I mask, I get into customer service friendly Jessica voice, like, like I'm in the checkout line at the grocery store, you know, working with customers all the time. And you know what, that's exhausting. And so I started to get more headaches. I really started to decline physically. And I realized it's because I was this all the time. And that's not me. That's not natural. Um, and uh, if there's not, if, if this group of people doesn't understand who's gonna, so don't, don't fall into that. Don't fall into that trap. We, we, we love you. However you come to us, who, whoever you are, regardless of the expression on your face, because most of us can't read it anyway, frankly, like your, your friendly voice is wasted on all of us. We don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your, your heart, your experience. And I think that that is one of the things that is such a big part of sort of the advocacy journal when we start to advocate is, is to recognize, because this was a big one for me, to recognize that I didn't have to do it all by myself and I didn't have to do it and bear the burden of, of making change all on my own. I would never, ever succeed in doing anything without each one of you. And I have learned to you know, to shoulder the burden with each one of my advocate friends, with all of the wonderful collaborations. I mean, I think I had 42 collaborations last year with all of the amazing people in this room at one point or another. And I think that that is something that is such a wonderful uh, insight to share. So thank you so much. So the next advocate that is up is my friend, Dr. Scott Strathard from LinkedIn. He is incredible. Guys, he is Flipping the autistic script over in a place where we really need it, and that's in the workforce. And, but he's looking for connection. He's looking for conversation, for dialogue. He and I have had this conversation. We're not having discussions. We're having dialogues. So welcome, welcome. All right. There we are, Scott. All right. Take it away, my friend. It is all you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, really being, uh, appreciate being a part of this. And just hearing everyone else so far has been wonderful, and I can see why Brian won the award. Congratulations. So I, I actually stumbled across advocacy um, in a tortured way, I guess you can say, Pro probably something very familiar to most of you as well. I learned I was autistic two years ago at age 48, and for, for whatever reason, I just decided that I'm going to be very open, very transparent. I'm too old to, to deal with so much nonsense that we have to deal with. And I, since I've had um, a, a very successful career, I, I've got a level of comfort that uh, many don't have. And so I'm, I'm just going to start sharing my experiences. And I came from um, the medical field where the medical model of uh, disability, of course, uh, reign supreme 
So after I learned I was uh, autistic, I had to do a lot of un, a lot of unlearning myself. And that first year, I actually spent reading as much as I can, listening to as much as I can. And it wasn't until towards the end of that year that I learned about this wonderful community that we're in and um, the advocacy part of it, the the social model part of it, language, all that stuff that's important to us. And that's where I really listened to what we had to say. And I went from sharing my experiences of learning about my autism to um, advocating. And it started off being, you know, here's what we believe because uh, I'm, I'm hearing everybody and I've changed my mind about some things as a result. Um, but then as we approached April and I keep hearing people talk about this is a very difficult time for us, absolutely. And that we have all this infighting amongst our own community. It made me think, and I put on my um, uh, change management or development hat on. And I was like, one thing that's missing is, and Brian brought this up, we are not listening. Specifically, we are not listening to those that we are trying to advocate ourselves to, meaning the people who support certain organizations or certain therapies or, you know, who I'm talking about. <laughs> and so like uh, Carol Jean said, I'm flipping the script. So instead of saying, here's what I believe, though I still do a little bit of that, I'm flipping the script to saying, to asking questions, why do you believe person first language is appropriate? And really start digging down into the layers of assumptions that people have and helping them um, critically think about these things that, that they say, do, or believe. And just recently, this came to light of how powerful this is. Somebody who is very dead set on X is true. I just started asking a couple questions. And before three or four uh, exchanges through LinkedIn, uh, the LinkedIn post, it went from this is what I believe, this is true, to I'm going to have to think about that. That dialogue changed the dynamic. And I think that is one of the missing pieces of uh, much of the advocacy work that I've seen. And that's why I'm taking that approach is let's listen to what people have to say. Then we can actually help them along that journey that we're trying to get them to follow up. Um, I guess that's really the only big thing that I had uh, to contribute. I, I do like, uh, that a couple other people had called out about um, taking breaks or talking to other advocates. And I think that would be the only other thing that I would add or echo really is get to know some other advocates out there. Everyone's welcome to, to connect with me on LinkedIn, but get to know other advocates and debrief with them. You know, there will come a time where something's going to be emotionally charging and you've got to have an outlet for that. You've got to have somebody you can trust. Carol's been that person. Carol Jean has been that person for me a couple of times. And that is super helpful. That'll help keep your own sanity and keep you doing what you're doing. So that's all that I had. Thank you to everyone who's here. I really appreciate what you do. 
Thanks. Uh, thank you so much for all that you do, Scott. I appreciate it. Oh, guys, I'm so excited. We have Lauren here from Atypical Ladies. And guys, she's doing some amazing things for us moms in the world who are autistic. And I love her voice. I love what she does. She does some fantastic things to really support and encourage from that place of how do I do this as being an autistic mom? Because, you know, sometimes, guys, that is a totally different world. And I've got two ADHD and autistic kiddos and they're teenagers now. So her stuff really helps my heart because there's a lot of mom guilt in the world. <laughs> Take it away, Lauren. Well, first off, thank you for making this happen. I'm so inspired by hearing everyone's story. I'm actually, at one point, I felt a little emotional listening to it because I honestly wish we had this I wish I had this earlier on, you know, my son, he's 13 now, you know, he's diagnosed with um, autism and um, it's been a journey. And a lot of the things that I dealt with was, was mom guilt. I thought there was something wrong, right? We're so conditioned to believe there, we have to be a certain way. We have to look a certain way and things have to be normal. So for a while, I believed I was doing something wrong, you know, and but now, no, we own it. This is him. That's his life. I am a mom. I work with children on the spectrum. I changed careers to help this community. I changed my careers three years ago because I'm also really passionate about Latinx children community where they're so underdiagnosed, the um, black and brown community, because there's not enough education. So I created my Instagram page. It was really to shine the light on that. You know, there's a lot of advocacy on um. Uh, awareness. But what about acceptance? I think acceptance is more of an action, like really educating your family, your friends, your job, everything around you to really let people know how that looks like. You know, a lot of children, even my son, when he was four or five, they would treat him like glass because they didn't know how to connect with him. You know, they didn't know. And I, and I see that a lot and it really breaks my heart and it's not fair. And I think educating others and really just speaking your, saying your story. And, and like someone mentioned, every autism looks different on everyone, right? We all communicate differently. And I'm just, you, all, all of you inspire me. And that's why I'm also, I work with parents, you know, more specifically moms and to add those boundaries. So that self-care because we moms need it too. We also go through burnout as well as, uh, as our child. And when we model that self-care to our children, they learn from you too. And you're able to connect so much more with your child because we are more valuable to our children when we're whole and we're safe, you know, and there's so many things you can do at home with them, you know, and I do it with my son and with my daughter, you know, and looking back, you know, the apple doesn't really fall too uh, too far from the tree, you know, <laughs> um, looking back, I was also different growing up, you know, I also went through a diagnosis myself. And I mean, that's a whole topic in itself, right? Um, they couldn't tell me if I have it or I don't have it, but I have markers that I can be it, you know, so um we're, you know, my neurodiverse family, I love it. And I just love working with neurodiverse families as well. And again, thank you. And I really hope that what I spread really resonate with you and everyone in my story. So love and light to everyone. And thank you so much for having, having me and making this happen, Carol.
Oh, absolutely, Lauren. And thank you so much for all that you do, because, you know, that's a big part of, of our journey, you know, because um, so many of us come to our own identification after our children uh, so often. And, you know, like for me, it was total surprise because I, you know, I'm always late to the party and I always pick up on stuff. So. <laughs> but, you know, what you talk about and how you share is so impactful and really important. And I thank you for all that you do, Lauren. Thank you for being here today. Okay. I am really excited because Corinne Gilmore is from the account Let's Talk About Autism. She is a phenomenal individual. She is the woman who helps keep me organized, honestly. We're going to be real, real honest here. I'm organized, but I'm not nearly as organized as I need to be, and Corinne helps me. Corinne helps me when I don't even know I need the help. So thank you always for being that friend for me, Corinne. <laughs> Welcome, and I'm so glad that you're here. I'm going to let you take it away and share what you do in the world. Um, my name is Corinne Gilmore. I'm an autistics educator. Uh, my whole life is about organizing autistics and neurodiverse people. Um, so I guess it's just part of who I am. Um, I write and create accommodations and modifications run IEPs, been an advocate in IEPs. Um, so yeah, my whole life is basically how to accommodate people like us. And I think something that my own advocacy actually started, my Instagram was a college assignment where I was like, all right, well, I have to write this stupid blog. Okay, I'll do an Instagram. Let's go. So I literally became an advocate when I used to hide it. So I was diagnosed young. And so I was the hider. How can I hide I'm autistic? How can I mask it? I never wanted anyone to know I was autistic. And then, bam, the stupid assignment came. I had an amazing professor who was like, Corinne, like, you are the golden child of diagnosis for autism in the medical community because 18 months is the goal. And here I am um, 18 months and I appear very typical. So it was a lot of fun to be able to be like, whoa, like here I am loud, proud, the whole shebang. And really just started sharing my story because I had students who had the problem. So my advocacy kind of went reversed. It was in real life first. Uh, you know, I'd be at a meeting as an English teacher and they're like, we don't like autistics. And I was like, what? Uh, you're friends with one. And the teachers would be like, you're autistic, Corinne? Boom. So I realized my own power thanks to these IEP meetings. So thanks to college, long story short, I began doing it. So I guess something I would say is not every advocate has the same journey, right? Mine, I never thought I'd be an advocate. I never thought I'd be here with all these amazing people who are like rock stars in the field. And definitely I have to say, I agree with everything that was said, but particularly the idea of being kind. Um, something I've noticed in the community is the lack of kindness. So I would say be extra kind. You know, okay, yeah, there are certain communities, ABA, for example, I get it all the time because, you know, educators, one of the things we have to offer as a service is ABA. And so I have a lot of people say, how dare you, et cetera. So I would say, look, we are all individuals here. We have enough haters in the world be that one kindness. And something that really helped me out in my own autism journey within advocating was self-love. I'm centered, right? I don't need anyone's approval. I don't need the people to say, isn't that great? And I'm really selfless simultaneously because all I do is focus on how it helps other people. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, my student did great. Oh, my student did the assignment. Oh, my friend did great. Oh, look, I helped Carol Jean. She's perfectly organized now. Like, the problem is, and I will say this, the idea of self-care is something I'm still working on. Um, I had to change my whole career because of COVID, because of a pandemic, and I'm too high-risk to be in the classroom. And so it was really hard. So I think 
I just would tell you, be kind to yourself. All right. We live in a world where there's a lot of people who got a lot of things to say and I got way too excited and off topic. But remember, like, be that niceness because we have enough haters. We have enough people who are going to diss us, treat us badly, be kind. And so my way of coping through that is basically, you know, I want to help. Um, so I use my helpfulness and do that. And I do it whether or not, God, I make accommodations for the workforce, for students now. Um, so I, I do everything, right? Basically, I'm the accommodations and modifications queen. I found my niche. I made it my career. Um, probably the first time ever, I would say, was finding my niche is what made me. So find yourself. College helped me out. You don't have to go to college, though, right? So I just wanted to make sure that, like, everyone knew that, like, look, at the end of the day, you know, be yourself. Whether or not that's self-love, you know, love for the community. Being an advocate doesn't mean you go on Instagram, you have 10,000 followers, you know, you're like, whoa, whoa. No, it's being yourself, being authentic, and helping out in the day-to-day -day life. Like, whenever I see a mom who's struggling with a child, I had one kid the other day, he ran up, he kept poking me, and the mom was like, I'm so sorry. Comes out, he's autistic. I was like, oh, he knows another autistic. It's like our little fighty senses went off, you know? So I was like, don't worry, it's all cool. I work in SPED. And she was like, thank you. So I guess for me, I always say, like, just be your best self and be authentic. That is the best way to advocate. And Thank you so much, Corinne, because that really is such a big part. It's just being kind to ourselves and knowing and that, you know, our voices are important and they're valid. Thank you so much for organizing me as always. <laughs> all right. Well, next up is one of my very best friends, Miss Victoria Ellen from Actually Ashley. She has been one of my dearest friends, but she has also been someone who has been my touch point in my advocate journey because there's so often that it's just you need somebody to be able to talk to that experiences the things that we experience from the place of advocating for ourselves and, and speaking and, and working with organizations. And Vicki is just the voice of level-headed reason in my world. And I'm so excited that she is here. Oh my gosh. Not only that, but you know, she is just truly like one of the people that just lights up my heart. And I know she's going to light up yours. <laughs> Vicki, take it away. I wouldn't say I'm level-headed, but thank you. Um, I'm going to keep it brief. There's two things that I wish I had known. The first thing is there's not a set way to advocate. It's not very rigid. It's all about finding what works for you. And that can take time to know what you need. And it's about going at your own pace. It's your own discovery, your own reflective journey. And it may look different to somebody else, and that's perfectly okay. And the other thing is to know that it's okay to be yourself. I spent so long trying to do what everyone else was doing, and I lost myself a little bit. So don't be afraid to be yourself. You can spend so much time trying to people please and keep people happy and within that, you can like often neglect your own needs and your own values. And yeah, you don't need to live up to anyone else's expectations. It's your journey. It's for you. And yeah, it's all about self-discovery and doing what you need to do. So that's it. They are just the things that I wish I'd known coming into, especially social media and advocating that 
be yourself. Oh, Vicki, and you do it so beautifully. You really do. And I love how you share sort of your evolution of uncovering the next layer of yourself. You really do that in such a, a genuinely and truly relatable way. I mean, I, I can't say that there's a week that goes by that you don't post something and I'm like, dang, that is so me. She just nailed it. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so thank you for the way that you do that and the way that you share your journey as you're also niggling down a little deeper on you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you. And thank you to everyone else who has spoken. You're all honestly amazing. And I've learned so much from like every single one of you. All right. Next up, we have Francesca from French Fries with, with a side of Asperger's. Now, Francesca and I met through Alex, who will be up in a minute from Alex Ware. And guys, Francesca is really amazing. She is passionately speaking and she is making sure that she's got some killer YouTube videos, guys. She really does. She does some amazing things, some content that she covers that I don't see anybody else talking about anywhere. And I love it because she really does stand up and speak and share from a place that just touches my heart so often, and I just love it. So, Francesca, I'm going to let you take it away. Ah, okay, I have me like anxiety attack now. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for um, having me, Carol, and sending me all these tons of emails that I'm like, it took me forever to get to because I my life has just been crazy lately. I'm planning a wedding, um, planning a trip, and I'm just a... Uh, yeah, I'm just falling apart like like the guy from the offices, right? Somehow I manage, but my life is just a disaster. <laughs> I don't know how. I just go to sleep with my computer on me. That's that's me every day. Um, but uh, I'm just uh, I just want to say first of all that I am so so like uh, I don't know how to say it, but I'm so happy to be here. I'm so I am so glad to be here. I'm so honored to finally um uh just I feel like this that I'm doing uh it's uh this work that I'm doing it's uh, it just keeps um it gives a purpose to my life. I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> Um, but um, uh, I just uh, finally meeting a lot of the people that um, are in this meeting today. I, I met a lot of you guys through posts, uh, social media posts and stuff like that, which is not the same. And just meeting you guys in person and knowing a little bit about you guys just means, you know, so much to me and just means like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe I'm in the same, you know, meeting with these people that um just do so much amazing work. And um, yeah, I don't know why I'm so nervous. I don't know what the hell, I just, just got an anxiety attack out of nowhere. But um, I wrote down a little bit what I wanted to say because then I go on a tangent. Uh, so uh, what I wanted to say to people that is joining, someone that is joining the community that is new, um, what I learned about being autistic was that there was a, when I first initially learned, right? To me, it was like a realization. There was a reason to my my weirdness pretty much, which 
you know, or what it seemed weird to other people, which uh, it wasn't, you know, weird at all. Once I learned of the reasons and the root of it, it was just a different way of thinking. And uh, which is a part of, which is part of nature and what makes this world so diverse and evolving pretty much. So I actually, I actually like being different. I, I don't like people making fun of me for being different or people not understanding what the autistic spectrum actually is and having such ignorant beliefs and judging me based on their understanding, which is one of the reasons why I started my channel, you know, to shine the light, right? Um, so something that I would like to, I would like to share with those just uh, starting um, their journey is to embrace who they are and the qualities uh, that you have. I honestly believe that just because you are autistic, you're not necessarily better or worse than neurotypicals. You are just different and understanding things and understands things differently. And um, there can always there can always be room for improvement. And God knows that there um, there are a lot of autistics that um, that they tend to be like know it alls, and they can be just. Um, they can be they can be mean. They can be argumentative, and that's just not okay in my belief. You know, I have experienced my share of that. I feel like all of us have. For what I see, mean people that have been like, really, you have been, you know, experiencing this. Like, you know, you're like the nicest person. How can anybody, you know, be mean to you? And and still, and um, so just because you're autistic, you don't get to have a free pass to do and say whatever you want. That is just definitely something that I learned. There's always room for improvement and it's good and humbling to take honest, constructive feedback from your loved ones. And also um, don't be discouraged, which has, like I said, has happened to me. If anyone in the community starts to mistreat you or bully you, everyone in the spectrum is different and will find themselves in different boats or different journeys than you. So um, just to, I don't know how I'm supposed to answer the second question, but um, how can I best begin advocating for, how can uh, they first begin advocating for themselves? I would say just, you know, first of all, be proud of who you are when you talk about when the topic ever comes up or you say like, yeah, I'm autistic, you know, and just say it with, you know, being proud about it. So people a lot of people around me, like when I say like, oh yeah, like when I was going to start my, my blog, I was like, yeah, I'm starting a, a YouTube channel about, about autism. Like, oh, really? Um, why do you, you, you know somebody that has it? You know, like they would just think it'd be something so taboo. And I'd be like, no, I, I am autistic. You know, I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah, I am autistic. You know, like the spectrum is very broad, which is why I'm starting my, my channel. So you can always just talk, share a little bit of information that you know to people just you know, on a regular basis, but also I think social media is a great way to repost other people's posts, things that you learn, because you can always share it. I have a few social media, so I always share it in my personal social media, also things that, you know, I see from other social medias too. Also, people in my personal social media that obviously are not that in, I don't like to overwhelm them with, you know, be lecturing them, but I do here and there throw some knowledge about, you know, like, hey, did you know that, you know, autism, blah, 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 this and that. So that really helps to just kind of like be, uh, show a little bit of exposure to people. It really helps, you know? And um, 
and then like finally just like you know self-improvement I am always constantly working on myself which is uh, this is to answer you know uh, something that I learned or experienced that made my current path uh, possible that will help someone who's starting out as self-improvement I'm constantly working on myself because even though Many of the things that um, that have gotten me in trouble in the past where were never that were never meant to be said or done with bad intentions, they uh, were still perceived, uh, they were still perceived that way. So I worked on making sure that I did not make the same mistakes and I made that I made in the past so that I could better myself. And I'm always, I always like to reflect on my actions and on the things that I do and say and have uh, slowly developed my own, you know, theory of mind and understand how other people think and perceive things and how my words and actions are perceived by others. And that's it. Oh, Francesca, thank you so much. And, you know, that's one of the things that I really really noted when we first met a while back was that you are always working on yourself. You're always looking for new things and you're, you have such an amazing growth mindset. And it really always inspires me when I see you talking about something new you're doing and you're such, you are always so open to seeing other things that maybe you didn't see before. And I just love that. Thank you so much for being here, Francesca. I appreciate it. And best wishes, my friend, because I know that the uh, nuptial date is coming up. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carol. I appreciate it so much. And I admire all of your work. And I'm like, how does she do it? Like, I need to know what is it? How you got to get a Corinne in your life. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. All right. So next up is Lewis Roberts. And oh, my gosh, guys, Lewis isn't a drummer. He's a drummer. He's got a TikTok. He he was in the video last year for what autism looks like, and I just love it. He has just the most amazing account to follow because there's nothing in there that just doesn't always like tick a box somewhere in my joy factor, be it music, be it just a reflection. He shares music and song suggestions, which I love. So we're always kind of going back and forth on that one. But I love it because Lewis is always – he was part of, of a quattro of autistics that ran an account for a while. And, and I'm going to let him share a little bit about that. But I love it because Lewis is always just being Lewis and he does it in such a beautiful way. And I'm telling you guys, if you're not following, if you haven't met him, if you haven't followed his account, you need a little bit of that Lewis joy in your life. Honestly, welcome, Lewis. I'm so glad you're here. Hi. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Um yeah, so uh, when I started, uh, when I started in Autism Unmasked, that must have been beginning of the pandemic, uh, I just stumbled across like an application form uh, from Cassidy, just, I didn't know how to advocate, uh, I didn't know anything about advocating or what it really meant, but I thought I'll give it a go, you know, I can't like lose anything from it. And I feel like in the last two years that I've been doing it, I've learned a lot. Um, I've learned a lot about myself and about the community and how I like to advocate. Um, and then I kind of discovered my passion for drumming as well. 
um and that's a lot of fun because that's kind of like my own special interest that I can share with people and lots of people seem to enjoy it and it's it's nice um I think if you're starting off advocating you don't have to know how to do it you don't have to know everything about autism because the community I find are very encouraging they're like if you get something wrong they're they're very good at like teaching you how how they perceive things and um I find it it's quite a comfortable place because I'm not afraid to make mistakes because I know that people will there people can be very encouraging and supportive to each other which is lovely to see um I've made a lot of friends through the community uh yeah and I just love doing what I'm doing um and the other advocates I've seen they are completely different everyone has their own way of doing things and their own style um and the things that they like to share. And I think within advocating, you can find your own passions and things, topics that come up. You don't, you don't have to, um, sorry, I'm just thinking what I'm going to say. Um, You don't have to be an expert on every subject within being autistic to talk about it and discuss it because that's how we help each other. Um, it's, it's great to be able to actually learn and kind of say, okay, this is what these people believe, this is what those people believe. And you can kind of decide for yourself what you believe is good um, and what you want to stand up for. Um, yeah um i think that's about it lewis thank you so much for being here and i'll tell you it has been a real pleasure to be part of your evolution as an advocate because i i know you know where you started and where you've been going and sort of looking and searching for your place in in advocacy and i know that's been really important to your heart and i love what you shared today thank you so much for being here and thank you for sharing your journey with us today you're amazing you're amazing my friends and i just love you to death thanks for being here thank you thanks all right guys up next is the articulate autistic my friend miss jamie a heidel who by the way was this week's talk show episode guest and we dove in for a big one so you guys make sure you get a chance to go watch or listen there'll be the episodes on youtube and on podcasts so we dive in pretty deep into some serious topics jamie i'm so glad that you're here and i'm telling you whew, having you and having another discussion with you always makes my heart happy so i'm gonna let you take it away all right thank you so much for having me on this panel i appreciate it greatly i um I, I am a little nervous, but there is something important that I think that I have to say. I've been trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to say about advocacy? And I love everything that I've heard so far. 
I'm going to go out on a big limb here and say that one of the most important lessons that I've learned from being an advocate is that I don't want to quote a movie line with great power comes great responsibility, but even if you only have 100, 200, 300 followers, you have to have some awareness of what's going on around you in the world. And I am the kind of person who lives in my own bubble. I live in my own world. I have a really rough time watching the news, um, dealing with the kind of pain that humanity puts each other through every day, um, reading about things that I, abuse, prejudice, a lot of that stuff I just avoid. And I've avoided it most of my life. And I have found that if you choose to do that, that's okay. It's okay if you individually choose that you cannot handle the cruelty of the world. But when you become an advocate, you have to educate yourself. Uh, without going into too much detail and without trying to get emotional, I, um, a couple of years ago, said something very unfortunate on a space that I was advocating on two years ago. And it was because I had absolutely no idea in this world anything about racism. I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about what BIPOC people went through. I knew nothing other than Martin Luther King and some very, very basic, basic stuff. And what I ended up writing was devastating to that community. And I've never formally apologized because I don't know how. So what I want to tell autistic people and anyone who's neurodivergent, who's getting into advocacy is please be aware of people who are not you. It is so easy to get blinders on and think as I think as a white cis female, I'm queer, but other than that, I do have privileges that I wasn't aware of. And I think it's incredibly important for autistic people who are going to advocate in a public space. You cannot keep the blinders on. If you're going to put yourself out there, you have to be aware of the struggles of BIPOC people, of transgender people, of people who aren't from your country, whether it's the United States or the UK or wherever, you have to be more well-rounded. If you're not more well-rounded and you're not well-read and you don't listen to other people in different advocacy spaces, different races, different creeds, even different religions, you're gonna offend somebody. And I don't mean just offend, you're gonna devastate people. So don't make the same mistake I did. You are a voice for people now. You are in the public eye now, and you have to pay attention to what's going on in the world and the language that's changing and the things that people are learning in order to not offend an entire population of people and not only harm them, but harm yourself as an advocate and harm your credibility as an autistic person. So if there's any piece of advice I can give is that I know it's comfortable for autistic people to live in their bubble but you cannot do that and be an effective and inclusive advocate at the same time. So that's my advice. Oh yeah. Thank you, Damien. And I know that that honestly, I, I mean, everybody in this room is here and I see, I see them. Um, that's a big one. It really is. And it's, it's one that, that so many of us face all the time, you know, and I 
thank you for speaking about that because I know that's not an easy or comfortable thing to share when we make mistakes, you know, where we've hurt somebody unintentionally. And that's, that's some good advice. That's some good insight. And I thank you for sharing that. And I know we've got some amazing advocate panelists that are coming up that are going to really be speaking to some, some pretty important things as well that sort of align with this. So thank you for being mm -hmm. brave. All right, up next is my friends and the blog that was featured today. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, my friend Callum Howe, who was originally part of, and his account was Adulting with Autism. He's done this fantastic rebrand and he is now Autistic Callum. Callum, welcome to the panel. I am so excited that you are here today. I am uh, navigating the gallery here to find you where you are. Okay, so just so we're perfectly clear, Callum is truly just the kindest, most gentle person in the whole wide world. He touches my heart so deeply all the time. Whenever he and I get a chance to just visit, kind of like when Vicky and I get on Zoom together, two or three hours later, we've covered everything that's possible to talk about. And we share all kinds of tips, insights, and just some friend time, any chance that we get. And I cannot wait because this, this is all, oh, this is special in my heart because my friend always shares some of the most beautiful insights in such beautiful ways. Callum, I'm going to let you take it away. Thank you very much, Carol Jean. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. I feel so privileged to be speaking among so many fantastic advocates and you've had so many great comments. Um, I was naturally very stereotypically autistic in terms of how I prepared for this. I wrote a list, but I We'll go quickly. So I think the number one thing is obviously the topic is self-advocacy. Don't forget that it's about you. Obviously, it's very good to listen to others and you can learn so much about yourself through others. So I would recommend reading other people's content or engaging with it however you feel comfortable. But don't forget, ultimately, you need to feel comfortable. You need to feel happy and you need to feel represented in what you say, what you do, and what you create. And I wouldn't let anybody else tell you what your perspective should be. In, on social media, so many of the other advocates have said, it's quite easy to just hear so many voices and feel like you should be thinking a certain way. Remember, you're your own person, your own power. Please don't forget that. And like Altinel and so many other people have said, never forget that you can take breaks if you want to. Don't feel any pressure. This should be a fun thing, a positive thing, and an empowering thing for you. If you're not feeling empowered by what you're doing, then nobody else will be. And if you're not feeling empowered, if nobody else is feeling empowered, then what you're doing is just burning energy and spoons that you can't waste. So please make sure that you're doing it for positive reasons and that it's working well for you. Download Canva. <laughs> that will be a lifesaver. If you can afford it, it will really help you. Have fun with advocacy. Whatever you do, however you do it, it's fun to create, it's fun to explore, and you learn so much about yourself and about advocating as you go. You won't have all of the answers in the beginning or even at the end. I'm only two years in and I still feel like a novice. I'm learning every single day, but I like that and it's very enriching. Also, I would say as well, it can be very intimidating at first to think, gosh, I don't have this platform. Can I really say this? Should I be doing that? And oh, I don't have all of this fancy technology you can build your own platform. And whether you're reaching one person or you're reaching 100,000 people, what you are doing will make a difference and you can build a platform. I started my account on a whim 
And I had an old iPhone 6 that barely functioned. And I created all of my content on free apps by screenshotting them and resizing them into squares. It was a very old fashioned operation. And I invested no capital. I invested a lot of time and energy, which I was privileged to be able to do. But at the same time, I built everything up from scratch. And you can do that too. Um, you will probably step into a few controversies and situations, apologize where it's due. Don't take responsibility for things that aren't your fault because then people will dogpile upon you. But yeah, please be true to yourself. Have a good time. Take it seriously enough, but not too seriously and look after yourself. Thank you. Oh, Callum, such, such wisdom, my friend. <laughs> Just, I was cheering the whole time because there are so many good little nuggets and you always provide such concise and well-planned out posts. You speak just the same and I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it because I know it's getting late on your end of the world. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. I know it's perfect timing. Oh, good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Up next is Alex Ware from Alex's Autism Acceptance Channel. I have been a guest on his show. We've had wonderful conversations. And guys, he does so much that he's really working so hard. He's in college. He is studying. He's learning. He is growing his advocacy work every day. And I'm so excited to be welcoming and spotlighting Alex Ware. All right, here I'm going to click over really quick and add the spotlight. All right, Alex, I'm going to let you take it away. Hello, everyone. Uh, Carol, thank you so much for having me on. And um, it's so great to be part of like such an amazing community where um, like people people take very seriously what I care about the, the most. Uh, you know, like if they're if there was a career where I could solely focus on autism advocacy, like, like if I could get paid to do that, I definitely would. Um, Cause it's just something that like, I want to spend my whole life doing uh, and as much of it as possible. Um, right now I'm uh, going to be a teacher an elementary school teacher. Um, part of the reason for that is cause I had a pretty bad experience. Um, with, especially in my elementary school days. Um, and my teachers really didn't do a whole lot about that. Um, so what I'm looking to do is change that and make sure that if uh, children are having a bad time, that, it, that I, I stop that. And um, I, sh I just shut down any bullies because uh, um, what I'm still experiencing to this day is the effect of those bullies. Um, and even though, even though like I've moved past that when it comes to self-image, um, there's still that like mentality that they just like drained into me. Um, so I, I, I definitely understand how serious that is and like how desperately that needs to be fixed. Um, so what I would say, uh, one of the biggest tips I've learned in this advocacy journey is that it's important to be like as real as possible. Um, and what that means is talking about the hard times. Um, Cause you know, there's so many YouTubers out there um, and I haven't seen many uh, autistic advocates do this. Um, most of them are very open with us, but what, what happens is um, 
they they put on this like fake YouTube energy um, where people basically think like their whole life is sunshine and rainbows, you know, and that, and that like nothing nothing tough is going on, um, and that's obviously not the case. Um, so if I if I did that, um, I wouldn't be talking about the struggles I'm going through. Like I I'd be sugarcoating it, and um, I wouldn't be talking about everything uh, that this uh, condition has to offer. Uh, because the main thing about acceptance is um, you have to talk about everything uh, in order to, to to fully appreciate it. And um, uh, you know, if I did that what would be the point of an autism acceptance channel uh, if I didn't cover everything about it? Um, and then the other thing to keep in mind is like to avoid generalizations as much as possible. And trust me, I'm talking to myself when I, when I say that. Because, um, you know, it's, uh, it's very easy when you are in your own world because that's what the, the original definition of autism came from. It's you being in your own world. Um, but the reality is, um, just because you've experienced something, the per, uh, the person right next to you probably experienced something completely different. Um, and that's really important when uh, you're talking about, like, advice, um, um, like, uh, advice uh, on how to handle certain situations. Because um, what, what, I, what I do for my channel is, all I do is I offer my own perspective and I talk to people about what works for me. Um, but I definitely know that somebody could have a completely different solution and that's okay. Um, which, uh, and I mean, this is something that definitely uh, took me a long time, as I said. Um, I mean, in the beginning of the channel, I was sort of like <laughs> just saying, um, like we, and then put this super generic and stereotypical thing. Um, and that's not really, um, like, it's understandable, but it's, it does, it's, it's not, it's not excusable uh, for, for an autism advocate, basically. Um, the final thing I'd like to add to this is um, really um, go into this understanding that the sky's the limit. Um, and you got to take every shot that's available to you. Um, so here's what I mean by that. Um, I started the autism acceptance project um, at the kind of the end of summer um, or like the like the late summer. It was supposed to be a summer project uh, and an early school thing. But I figured, hey, you know what? Like school is going to get way too intense. I'm going to have to drop this. Um, so I expected it to last two months at most. And um, today is actually the 20 month anniversary of me starting my channel. Um, it's gone on 10 times longer than, um, than I thought it would. Um, since then, I've uploaded 125 videos. Uh, I was supposed to upload maybe 20. Um, I've gained 12,000 views and uh, almost 500 subscribers just because of like, just like to keep pushing through and keep being myself. Um, and I mean, obviously it's not about the number. Like if I, if I could like 
fake it. I've, I'd have more subscribers, but I don't, I don't want to fake it because it's about the genuineness. Um, and I apologize. It seems all over the place. It's just a lot of advice that I have for everyone. Um, so. I love it, Alex. And it's so insightful and it's really good because, you know, that's, that's some of the things that, you know, I think we all uncover, but we don't go back and pinpoint it. And you did a really good job of that of saying, you know, you really do kind of need to touch or, or at least consider talking about some of the harder things and, yeah. and not being so generalized. And I really appreciate that. And what I really love is that you took what was just going to be this one short little project and it really has turned into something totally different. And I think that so many of us in this room and this panel have had a similar experience where it's like, I'm just going to try this one little thing. And the next thing, you know, four hours later, yeah. <laughs> 10 years later. Um, so well, thank you for uh, sharing that. Yeah. And and I will say, um, like adding on to that, the, the neurodiverse, like, acceptance uh like when you're going through that it's very dynamic um so things definitely change so it's always really important to stay on your toes and see where it leads you because uh, you know i wouldn't have met you and i wouldn't be involved in this amazing community and this this amazing uh podcast is that what you call it i don't know um show um if i didn't like put myself out there and take it so that's my final advice put yourself out there because things like this happen, and it's unbelievable. Oh, Alex, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you, guys. Next up is my friend Emily Ellsworth from Emily Autism and Me. Guys, I want I want you to know, kind of like what Alex just touched on, and I'm so glad that Emily's right behind him, because this really is about when you're starting an advocacy journal, journey, you really never know where it's going to take you. And I love Emily's story. And I'm going to share just a tidbit in her introducing her is that she had somebody tell her that her idea wasn't possible. She couldn't do it, that it wasn't going to work. And Emily was like, well, I think this is a really great idea and I'm just going to try it. I'm going to do it. And do you know, she has now built this phenomenal business. She is going out into the world and she is helping create public spaces that are more accessible and amazing places for everyone. Emily, I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to let you take it away. Thank you, Carol Jean, and thank you everyone who's shared so far this evening. It's been amazing. I always feel a bit inferior now coming after everyone else because um, everyone's been fantastic so far. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing the other kind of speakers as well. Um, so yeah, so I started my advocacy journey three days after getting a diagnosis in November 2020 so not even 18 months ago um, and it was just somebody who said to me why don't you just share some of your experiences on Instagram why I went with Instagram I don't really know because it was the one social media platform that I genuinely had no experience with and had no idea what I was doing <laughs> um, so I really do resonate with what Callum said about download Canva, that makes your life so much easier. <laughs> um, I don't know where I would be without Canva. Um, so absolutely. And I think originally I thought, oh, well, I'm going to have to post every single day. I'm, it will have to be at the same time every day. I wasn't scheduling posts or anything. It was just, oh, you must be at this point every day. Again, I was at a point of burnout anyway, when I was diagnosed to trying to do that. Um, to be able to do everything at once is just 
it was too much and I have stepped it back and I do now schedule. So I would say scheduling posts, if you can, there is free software. I think I use later to schedule um, so that you don't need to kind of have all those different um, things to think about all at once. And it doesn't need to be every day. If you need to, as a few people said, if you need to take that time off, take that time off. It does not need to be every single day. Um, and yeah, as Carol Jean said, I decided that this small idea was going to grow into something else. I was like, you know, I'm going to change the narrative. I'd done training on autism so many times and I just thought, no, that's not me. That's never going to be me because, you know, I'm not into trains. I'm not into computers. I'm not kind of fitting this stereotype. So I wanted to say, look, everyone is different. And so that's why I set up Emily Autism with me from that Instagram page where I as was very rightly told. Well, not rightly told. I was told oh, it's just another you're just another person with a big idea that won't go anywhere. And it's been over a year now since I started that business, since I did a few little trial sessions just to see if people were interested. And yeah, it's grown so don't be like afraid of thinking big as well, but doing it at your own pace. I think now that I am self-employed with it, it has made such a difference to how I am as, as in myself. Like I feel more comfortable being able to, to do this public speaking and to do these training and consultancy sessions just to make things a little bit more accessible and always making sure that people know you'll never be fully accessible. There's no such thing as fully accessible. But yeah, it's, I thought it's a strange mix of saying you don't need to do everything at once, but also think big. Um, but yeah, I am slowly finding that balance. Um, but yeah, I think try it. Like I would never have thought 18 months ago, I'd be sat here on a panel with everyone's here today. Um, and yeah, if you make a few mistakes, it's okay to make a few mistakes. We're human. Just it's about how we navigate those things. And I've certainly had posts where I've posted them and afterwards on reflection gone, no, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I would say as a final tip is don't post things when you're in a really bad mood because <laughs> um, I've done that and then gone, oh, that was a very big <laughs> mistake and I can't believe all my followers have just read that um so yeah there's been a few posts that in hindsight um shouldn't have been on there um but yeah that's absolutely yeah just try it and see kind of how you go but that kindness and yeah and I really liked what was uh, said by Lauren right at the start I don't need to tell people if I'm taking a break so yeah next time I take a break I'll just disappear for a bit um yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh, I love that too. And Emily, thank you so much for being here and sharing your tips and insights for advocating because really and truly, I am constantly cheering because there's this new layer, there's this new and a whole new thing that you're doing and it's always so exciting. And I really love it because every time I see something new that you're doing that's just like really big it really inspires me and gives me a little bit more courage to take the next step in my journey so thank you for what you do thank you this is weird we're 
wow, we're moving and grooving here. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, I, I, I sent out a ton of invitations and I wasn't sure who was showing up or how many people were showing up. And I, I sent so many all over the world, but this next advocate that's up is somebody who I met very early on. It's Hen Darshani. He is in Israel. And guys, if you want to know somebody who's connected in the advocacy space, it's Hen. Not only did he introduce me to one of my very good friends, Morty Benhamu, Hen's been on my show. He has done an entire episode teaching all about the evolution of autism advocacy, where it started, what the original organizations were, and it's amazing. And I've been saving it to publish on YouTube coming up for this month. So you guys will have to check that out. So I'm super excited to welcome my next friend and panelist, Ken Gershani, and I am just, ooh, I love it. I love it. He's always sending me stuff and introducing me to people. He is a fantastic person to know. So guys, I'm going to step back and let him have at it. Okay. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me here. So as Carol Jean says, I've been in the autistic community for quite a while. I've been doing self-advocacy for about 16 years, uh, both here in Israel and globally as well. But I've been following the autistic community a bit a decade earlier. So I actually started following the autistic community in the late 90s. It just took me almost a whole decade to get the courage to speak up. So, so if I have to to speak to anyone who's coming to the autistic community right now, starting right now, I would tell them they are lucky because nowadays there's so much going on and there's so much to learn about what's going on now and also about what went before. So if anyone is serious about autistic self-advocacy, I think it's really good to learn about the evolution of it how it started in the early 1990s, how it went from there, how we got where we are now, because if we know where we started and we know how we got to here, it would be much easier to set goals for the future and also to know how to reach goals for the future. And at least for me, networking is very important. I wouldn't be here without networking, so. So I would recommend, recommend anyone who wants to network uh, to find other autistic self-advocates around their area. And also there are some great organizations. Uh, there is the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network in America. Uh, actually, they used to have uh, branches all over the United States. Now I think they don't, so it's a bit more problematic. And for anyone in Europe, there are many autistic self-advocacy organizations in, all, in most European countries. There's also uh, the European Council of Autistic People. It's like an umbrella organization uh, which connects uh, organizations around Europe. They're having a webinar next month. So it's also a good thing to know. And also there are some events like, like in America, there was Autreat, it was the first event run by autistic people. And people used to come from all over America. Some people used to drive from the West Coast to the East Coast to participate. But uh, sadly, they stopped having it around six years ago. 
but, but in England, there's still Oscape that's going really strong and people from all over Europe come there. So it, it's a very good place uh, to hear other self-advocates speak and also anyone who wants to present, it's also a good place to present there. Uh, also, it's good to learn from what's happening in other communities, like other social struggles. Uh, everyone has their own hobbies. So I don't know. I was reading a lot about uh, what happened in the West Coast in the 1960s, all the revolutions over there. And I think it's good to learn from other revolutions. I really think we're having a bit of an autistic revolution over the past 20 years or so. Cause, I mean, we had nothing. There was no awareness, nothing. And now from year to year, we have more organizations, more events. We have Zoom, which I never even heard about until two or three years ago. So, so there really is a lot to learn, a lot to, to leverage, I think to take what exists now and think about what we can do next. Uh, I had some other things which I forgot, but I wrote them. Obviously, someone said to have fun, and I think so too. I mean, I mean if you're not enjoying it, what's the point? I mean, I know we want to achieve goals, but yeah, I think having fun is really important. Oh, yeah, I think self-advocacy is a bit like an art form or like a profession for anyone who wants to take it seriously. So the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, they're having like a course about self-advocacy. I think they're doing it only for university students, something in the summer. But uh, I think it's really, if one wants to like do it almost like a profession, even if it's just a hobby, if you want to be like a professional hobbyist, so, you can really learn from what other people are doing, what they've done before. Um, yeah, I think I've covered it. I really think now it's the best time, but maybe every year is the best time because every year <laughs> the community moves one step forward. Uh, do I have anything else? Yeah, oh, but I think anyone who comes right now, so. One of the things is because we are so different from one another, it's good to find your own niche. Because if, if you learn what other people did already or what people are doing, you may find maybe gaps. You may find a play, something that nobody else has ever done or nobody else is doing right now. And if you like it, if it's something that speaks to you, you can find like your own niche within the community and then you, have, you help uh, to advance something. Uh, that's it. I think really, really networking, being in touch, seeing what the community wants perhaps and how, how you can serve not only yourself, but serve the common goods of the community to allow the whole community move forward. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, man, I am so, so, so thankful that you were here to share those things because, guys, we wouldn't all be in this space right now if it weren't for several people in this room who helped me in the very beginning. And this man was one of them. I wouldn't be networking the way that I do if he hadn't modeled that for me. And I'm telling you, 
he he had he is the hookup guy. He is the connection man. He sends things, he introduces people, and guys, he really does some amazing work within our community. And he does it so selflessly, so humbly, so quietly, and never wants any attention. But I'm sorry, I'm shining the light on you. You're just going to get a little bit because I absolutely love what you do because it elevates all of us. Because like I say, all the time, a rising tide raises all ships. And you, my friend, are the tide that raises all of us. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Let me look and see who is up next, please. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. This is my dear friend, my wonderful, sweet, kind, spark sparkly, shiny, wonderful, firefly friend, Laura from Autistic Lottie. Guys, she and I have had so much fun. We will choose um, like a word to inspire us, and then we will each write in our own respective ways with that word. And we had a lot of really fun uh, posts that we shared together uh, a couple of months ago for a few weeks where we were really just taking a word and writing what that meant to us. And one of the words that we deeply connected on was the word spark. And I love this because this woman is truly a spark. She does exactly what Alex was talking about. She shares the hard stuff. She, she doesn't generalize. She does some of the most beautiful things to just connect to your heart. Guys, welcome my friend Laura from the Netherlands. Hi, Carol Jean. <laughs> you almost made me cry with your words. <laughs> um, I all thank you so much for uh, letting me there. Um, I'm Dutch, so I was really nervous because, uh, well, I'm not a native uh, English speaker, so uh, I was kind of nervous. But I'm here, way out of my comfort zone, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I, I always script, I always write things down and make lists because I always tend to forget things. I'm autistic, but also HDHD. And um, the later it gets, the more I forget. Uh, so uh, nine years back, I got my diagnose and I wanted to scream it from the rooftops, but there was nobody there screaming back, yeah, I'm autistic too. So I was like feeling alone. And um, well, you got your diagnose. Uh, then you get your books, but your books are written by a psychologist or, well, therapists, and they were not autistic. So I was like, well, okay, here's your, uh, your diagnose, hi and bye. And I couldn't find my peers. I was left alone. And here in Holland, there was like no support groups. There was actually nothing. So for a while, I struggled and struggled and struggled. I ended up in a, a very big burnout, an autistic burnout from five and a half years. And Last year, I just had it with it. And I, I also had a, a normal Instagram account, which is private. And I started following uh, Carol Jean and I started following Brian. And um, yeah, they really um, opened my eyes that there was so much more in common than that I could find here in a book. Um, I found my peers by them. So well, Carol Jean, you're just my spark here to, to just bright my day because when days are dark, then the little lights are noticeable, you know? So um, then I made a move and thought, well, I don't want others to stand where I stand because I want to help others who are alone and who feel left alone and are not seen and, um, well, feel lonely because 
you have the stages of grief, of acceptance, of, well, you know, all the stages you are going through, and there's nobody you can spar about it. And there's nobody uh, like a neurotypical that will understand your struggles you have in life because they say, ah, we all have the trouble. No, you have it sometimes. I have it all the time, every day. And they, they compare, but they don't understand. And I was looking for pairs and the moment I started my account, I was very nervous because, well, yeah, here I am. What am I gonna? What am I gonna tell? You know, what what am, am I gonna add? What others don't. So I thought, well, let's try and start to be me because I've masked my way through life. I'm 43 years old now. It's like time to quit that. Um, I think by um, starting my own page. I found myself back and I got out of my burnout because I find, finally found my authentic self. And I get a little emotional by this because, well, Caroline, you meant so much for me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, this was not scripted. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It feels like home. It feels like a place um, which is safe, where it can be me, where nobody has an opinion. Oh, this is hard for me. <laughs> I'm just a small account, but even if I can help just one person to find their self back, then that's where I do it for. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate all of you. And um, if I um, can give a tip to others that start an account, please be yourself. Don't let others drag you in their rules and their maze of rules they made up their own because you are your own person. They are not you. It's your feeling, your page. Just say what you want to say, but keep in mind that this, everybody can hear you. So be very careful with the words you choose um, so we don't hurt anyone and the reason I only tell my own experience is because um, if you recognize something then it, it's a good thing but you know autism is not linear it, it, it's, it goes always and um, one day it is great and the other way it's totally different and it, it changes all the time so um, be yourself and if you don't like something um, you read, just scroll. You don't have to react on everything someone writes. Just let people be in their own space and time like you want to. So thank you. I had to pop in and I had to give you some support so you wouldn't, <laughs> so you felt okay. Because I didn't want you hanging out there by yourself if you didn't need it, if you didn't want it. Thank you so much for sharing so deeply. Because, you know, that's, that's, that's so the important part of why, why I wanted to bring us all here together. And that is that it's the community, it's the support, it's the connection with other people who get it, who know what it is to feel and experience living in the world in the way that we do and facing the challenges and the triumphs the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And in between, we, 
we're not isolated, nor do we want to live in isolation, you know? It's kind of like what Vicky talked about earlier this week. She's like, yeah, I have friends, <laughs> you know? And it's like, we all have friends. We just, we connect and do things in our way and we don't have any different needs or wants or desires than anybody else. You know, we just do it in our unique way. And I love that you you advocate in your beautiful, unique way and that you don't, you don't just do it in English, you do it in Dutch. You know, you started shifting and making sure that you were also just doing straight Dutch posts, which I, which I love because on Instagram, I can translate them and still <laughs> enjoy them. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart and thank you for sharing how you are so impacted by not just the work of yourself, but the work of other people and just finding the connections that we all have found with one another. Because I think that's something that we all are so appreciative of and that makes such a difference in our late identified life. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Caroline. We are getting down to the last of our list here and I am really excited because the next person up is one of my God buddies over on Autastic, Miss Danielle Sullivan from Neurodiverging. Guys, she is she is spectacular. She really is. She is fun. She is talking about the hard stuff. She talks about the fun stuff. She talks about the things that really impact us. You know, she really is debunking a lot of things that are out there in the world and she's she's bringing a new light and new focus onto it and i'm really excited for the work that she does in the world and not just the work she does in the world but but the person that she is in the world i am really thrilled to invite and introduce danielle sullivan take it away danielle thanks so much carol jean you can hear me right Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's so wonderful to be here today and to be hanging out with all of you. So thank you so much for having me. Um, when Carol Jean sent over this prompt of what do I want to tell new self-advocates, I was thinking about the messages I get um, from folks who are just learning, just identifying as autistic, often as adults and often well far into their lives. And I think that one of the most important things to think about when you first feel like you want to share your journey is to think about what's your why? Why are you doing it? <laughs> what are you hoping to achieve? Some of us get into it just because we want to share our experiences. Some of us want to change the world. You can want to do multiple things, but it's good to think about what's your goal. Um, and among all these other things that everybody has brought up fantastically, like your energy and your, your specific interests and where you are and who you're speaking to and all these things. I, I feel like it can be really um, there's a, in a, a likelihood or how do I want to say a lot of people see all the problems. A lot of us are very detail oriented. How's that? A lot of us see that there's so much space to be making a difference. And there's so many places that we could get into and start our work in. And there's so much to be done. And it can feel like you want to tackle all of those things at once. Um, but as other folks have said, you'll exhaust yourself. And there's enough of us now. There's there's so many of us in this space who are doing fantastic work. And so it's okay to pick a couple of things that are important to you and work there. And it's okay to know that um, 
the work you are doing, the work you choose to do will change people's lives, regardless of whether you're talking about your own experiences, householding, or whether you're attending political rallies and trying to get laws passed. Um, so any, uh, anywhere in the hierarchy of, of the spectrum that you're advocating, um, you will make a difference just by being there and showing. Um, and the other things I wanted to say are around um, the way that I think a lot of folks already have talked about how you do want to be careful. You want to remember that you're, you're you with your experience and you're the expert of your own experience and should definitely go out and talk about that. But we're not the expert of other people's experiences, right? Other people vary so much in their backgrounds, in where they are coming from. And we have to let them be the experts of their own experience. And that means we have to listen to what they have to say and hear them, not just um, not to see it, but to actually engage with it, even when it's hard. And even when it makes you feel like you're a wrong, bad person, which happens, for example, if you're a white person engaging with racism, right? Or if you're, um, you know, a, probably a straight person engaging with homophobia, it can make, it can feel hard to do, but it's part of the growth. And that doesn't mean you have to do it in front of everybody and post about it and be public about it, but it's something to do on your own. Um, because there are a lot of issues in the autism world and in the disability world in general that are hard and that are worth our effort and our energy um, to, to think about. Um, but you don't have to do everything publicly as an advocate. Um, and then the last thing I'll just say is when you have an audience of any size, I think it's really important to think through how you want to, what you are modeling to them in how you post and how you engage with your followers that um, you are, you know, we're real people. <laughs> we have real emotions and real feelings and things. Um, but there's also an aspect of um, showing a face, right? And saying, I want to be authentic and I want to tell you true things and be a real person. But I'm also not going to share every little bit of my life because other people have privacy, right? I, I for example, uh, talk a lot about autism as an autistic parent, which means I have children. But my children have rights and I'm not going to splash their faces all over everywhere. That's my personal you know, choice. Um, but so you want to be authentic, but also think about the people in your life, your friends, your family, um, what rights do they have? And are you protecting them in the best way you can? Um, and also just that um, when we are talking with commenters, with people who don't agree with us, there's all sorts of, like folks said, tense topics in the autism community. So when you're talking about those, and you should talk about them because they're part of what we're working on, um, just show empathy. Think about where other people might be coming from different places than you are. Think about how they might know things that you don't know because we're experts of ourselves, but not other people. Show care and show kindness and model that in your comments, in how you approach people in your, if you do YouTube or Instagram live or anything, right? Just keep that in the forefront of your mind that they're real people too, because we're on the internet and it can just be little faces and a little text and that text is a person. So show empathy, approach the way you would want to be approached, try to be open-minded to other people's experiences, even if they're vastly different than yours, because there are so many of them. And that's part of the really cool thing about being in a community together with folks all over the world is we're coming from so many different places and we want to uphold that diversity and raise that diversity and not pinch it into this is what autism is, because isn't that the opposite? Part? Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Danielle, thank you, thank you. Just such great insights. 
is always my friend. You really, you're constantly folding back another layer that I always step back and go, hmm, and reflect a little more. And I love what you shared because, you know, that's something that is so easy to forget. Um, when we get into an online community, sometimes we forget, you know, there are real feelings. There's a real person on the other side. And we can only speak from our own experiences, but it's also about stepping back and, and honoring the space that someone has expressed that they may have a different opinion from you and being able to say, you know, get curious, just get compassionately curious from a place of kindness, gentleness, patience, and understanding because that person that disagreed with you or has a different perspective, they may end up being your best friend and you might end up connecting with them in a way that you never had before, just simply because sort of like what Scott talked about earlier, we just start to ask some questions to get curious and understand. Thank you for all that you do in the world and for the way that you do it, Danielle. I'm so excited that you were here today. Thanks for hanging in there because we've got two more coming up and I'm really excited. So guys, before we move on to our last two advocates that are sharing today, I want to share a little something that I put together for all of you, not just the advocate panel that's here today, but for anyone that's joining who would like to start their advocate journey. So I was really excited and I was honored to be part of a workshop hosted by a speaker, world-renowned MC, Lavelda Vincenza. She's based out of the UK and I am one of her students. Um, I also got some like 30 times the return on my, my time and investment in what I did with her in the speaker toolkit. Guys, she is gonna do a free workshop on how to start speaking, how to get paid to speak. <laughs> That's a big one, how to get paid to speak. And she's gonna be doing it for free for us, for the Minder Autistic Brain community on May the 11th. So I will be sending out that link for you guys to sign up and get registered if you would like to come and, and learn some insights and tools and tips. And the thing that was like a really amazing part of the speaker toolkit that I got from Lavelda, and not only that, but I also did a coaching call with her, which was amazing. It includes a speaker contract. She's got the template and it's really, really good. So guys, I'm really excited to be able to share that and do that and um, set that up for everybody. Because I feel like, you know, once we start to advocate or we decide and we get sort of that little, that little spark, as my friend Laura and I say, and, it, and you are inspired and you want to start sharing, but you're not sure maybe how to do it or where to start. I wanted to make sure I was providing a resource and a tool sort of as the next step to kind of help everybody um, that wanted to get going with their advocacy journal journey. So the next person up who is an amazing advocate, he's a young guy. And this is really inspiring because he's been doing this for a while and he's got a great, great podcast. And it's Mason Milne from Crohn's Awareness. And I love this because Mason is just, he, he goes out and he meets people and he just says, hey, come on, let's go have a conversation on the show. And he hosts a great talk show, great podcast. We had a wonderful conversation most recently that aired and I am so excited. Guys, meet Mason. I'm going to let you take it away, Mason. Well, um, I, I want to say, before I say anything, I want to say thank you to, to Carol for arranging this, to like this, this panel to me or you guys. Um, it's been it's been great to get involved because um, I'm actually a bit nervous uh, thinking of it, even I have a podcast. So. <laughs> um, I am I am nervous, but um, like so some advice that 
I would give is um, like the linking back to someone said at, at the beginning about confidence. Um, because in my own in my own journey experience with autism, because I was diagnosed when I was nine, so I wasn't really confident or aware what autism was, and. I have done the confidence building programs for young people. So I kind of, to give advice to people, it's just to, um, it'd be nice that there's more workshops for people to gain confidence, I think, because it's, 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 it's really important. And part of our journeys, everyone has a different journey because um, we wouldn't want all, all our journeys to be the same, would we? <laughs> um, but w w part of that is um, we're all unique. Um, because my journey is not going to be the same as your journey, which is why I love raising awareness of autism, because I actually started that in 2020. So I, it hasn't been long um, and I never thought I would. And the meaning of an advocate is actually pretty complicated at first when you hear what it, you have to learn about an advocate, what, what an advocate is. And it is pretty tough because um, and to a new person who wants to be um, an advocate, I would say, take your time. Like, um, I think there's a very big pressure. Like people said about making posts on social media like, each day. Like there's a lot of pressure on that. Like you have to do it this certain time. I have to do one every day. Like having a podcast, uh, having to keep on on top of that. Like, um, and and it is very stressful, isn't it? Like, like social media and, and posts and, I like I like I, I like what we said at the beginning, like um, just having the break, not telling anyone, <laughs> because yeah, like it's nice, and I I'm sure we've all had breaks um, on, on social media before, and um, it is uh, it's refreshing <laughs> because yeah, like and then the annoying part is when you turn your phone on, you got half a dozen notifications, and then it you, you're buzzed away, but um, but yeah, like I think part of our journeys is and, and this panel actually is just to raise awareness and the understanding of autism because there's still a lot of work to be done um and as well as well here hearing most recently about um organizations believing that autism is a disease and um i'm sure many of us are really annoyed by that and because it's not and it's, 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 it's hard enough to explain autism to someone else who doesn't understand and to a new advocate explaining it the right way like teaching them the, the right way will make them more aware and and just talking about it because it's a hobby like, like like we went from hobbies earlier like it's a hobby like of mine like uh, a hobby of yours all of ours I think because we're all here <laughs> um but but yeah, I, I just want to say, just just be yourself, um, have fun, and be the amazing persons that we all can be. Thank you so much, Mason. And, and guys, I saw some comments in the chat box uh, on, on his Doctor Who. We got some Tarkus in the back. So guys, uh, Mason has actually got a special episode with some with a good friend of mine, uh, Jason Buxworthy, who is a massive Doctor Who fan. And he's got a really cool, uh, is it a series or just one episode, Mason, of Doctor Who? Um, well, what I'm actually doing, because for, for my podcast, Carol, I, I, like, from actually late last year I decided to do some seasonal specials so actually this Sunday there's gonna be an Easter episode uh, because it's Easter <laughs> um, and then like um, 
it's actually pretty cool because in that in that on episodes it's releasing the people who watch Doctor Who on here is Doctor Who Day on Sunday. So I thought release an episode that's related between autism and Doctor Who then. But um like you, you, your your friends episode um um Carol is gonna be part of the autism awareness series um this month, which um there are some related to that and I I just love like as if you probably know, I like Doctor Who. Got a bit of blue box in the background. <laughs> um, like I, I, I like linking my hobbies into podcasts or just anything related to autism because I think hobbies plays a big part. I think they do too. Thank you so much for being part of this and and for sharing your passion and your advocacy work. I really appreciate it, Mason. Thank you, Carol. Okay, guys. Oh. I'm going to try not to cry now. The woman that's up next is so dear to my heart because I wouldn't have had the journey, the courage, the guidance, and just the support to do what I'm doing today without this person. She is just one of the most incredible humans I know, and I'm so honored to know her, and I'm going to stop. <laughs> Diane J. Wright of Autastic. Thank you, Carol G. That is incredibly sweet. And right back at you. I feel the same. Um, so uh, thank you for having me. I am Diane J. Wright, founder of Autastic, which exists to empower late-identified and questioning autistic adults with a focus on people of color. So that's what I do uh, for anyone who needed to know that. And I see you crying. I see you, Carol Jean. <laughs> um, so my tips for starting out, anyone starting out in advocacy, um, I'll try to keep it quick, but I'm not known for that. Um, decide how much you're comfortable with, right? A lot of people have touched on that, but truly take the time to decide what it is you're comfortable with and start there. And it might um, it might not be what you expected um, because a lot of us find out who we are, get excited and want to like tell the world. Um, but if you take the moment to sort of reflect on what you actually want to do and would feel comfortable doing um, and finding where those personal boundaries are, um, then just go be out and connect as much as those boundaries allow. So if what you wanna do is one-way communication, like sharing your experiences on a blog, for example, and not interact, that has value. And if what you wanna do is go big and start a great big foundation to engage the autistic analytic communities in a really public way, and I do know people who are doing that, um, that has value. So you have value, however you choose to show up, right? The secret is the more you that you are, uh, the more helpful and useful your advocacy will be. And that's, um, that's important because we tend to see a lot of people following each other because we want to know how to do the right thing and doing what other people are doing. But don't try to do that. Try to be you because there are people out there who need to see you. Diversity is power, right? So don't waste a moment trying to be like anyone else. Just enough. Be you, right? Um, and remember that the people that you see, uh, that even the people you're seeing here today who are on social media or who are on, a, who are on podcasts, um, they chose to be there. They have the ability to be there. They have access to be there and likely enjoy being there. 
So there are loads of other people out there working in advocacy who focus in different ways, in different ways to reach people who work in different parts of the world that you may or may not see on your phone as you're scrolling every day or in your here in your podcast feed. And that is valuable, right? So do your thing wherever you are and don't measure yourself against anyone but your own dreams, really. And those change. You can change your mind. You can evolve as a person and you're evolving your advocacy over time as well. And um, we've heard that today from, from some of us. Um, you know, what we start out learning, what we start out knowing, we learn change over time. And that's a good thing. And showing that we're growing is a good thing because we are modeling that behavior that collectively as autistic, the autistic community, we are defining who we are, what we want in the world how we want to be addressed, how we want to be in the workplace, how we want to be in ac uh, academic settings, et cetera. That's evolving, um, which means we can't decide something is one way and it stays like that forever, right? So share how you're learning and growing and, and be that change. You know, I know it's really trite, but it's true because your advocacy isn't just what you say and it isn't just what you show on camera. It is... Um, your belief system and how you interact with people. And that's, that's the realness that people need. Um, it's a bit of a tangent, but that's okay. Um, I personally changed my mind. So I started out um, selfishly because I didn't know anybody who was autistic or so I thought at the time. And I didn't see anybody who looked like me, that's for sure. Um, so I started a Facebook group and wanted to meet people. And I spent a few years solely focused on meeting more people and making it feel welcoming and spending hours and hours and hours. And I started getting physical um, effects of that because uh, being a person of color on Facebook, it got difficult, <laughs> as you could um, imagine. So. Um, out of that experience, though, I learned that what was more valuable than giving the information and resources that we need, because there are lots of people doing that, what was more valuable for me was bringing people together. Um, finding our community can be life-changing and life-saving. So I now focus my efforts on bringing people in to find other late-identified and questioning autistic adults and bringing advocates together like us today to support each other. And those, those things make me happy because there are plenty of people out there defining what autism is and changing the, um, the way we're talked about on media, et cetera. And I, I do some of that as well. I'm not saying I don't do any of that, but what really feeds me is hearing people talk about how their lives have changed just because they're not alone anymore. So. Um, yeah, and then on that note, connecting with other advocates, you are not alone doing this. You may have felt alone for a very long time. Um, part of finding our community is finding other people who are doing this work. Many of us are really driven by social justice and um, making sure, you know, fairness is fairness, equality, all of that stuff, inclusion, and we work hard at it. And whether we're printing a little pamphlet and sticking it in the grocery store or um, putting our face out for millions of people to, to see and interact with. We're not alone doing that. And we can 
learn not only learn from each other and support each other, but we can amplify each other because we're all working in different parts of the world in different segments. And there's a lot of power to be had by connecting and building more advocacy with each other that we couldn't do alone. Because you're going to meet somebody who's good at something that you're not good at, or somebody else who's speaking to one particular group um, that you're not speaking to, even if it's just something as simple as younger, younger um, autistic people and older autistic people. It's very, very basic. But those audiences don't cross, and you can bring them across and learn from each other just by connecting with other advocates. So think about that. Um, it's not just you alone with your megaphone um, trying to change the world. Uh, we're all in this together. Um, and the more we, we stay together, we can inspire, I guess, and mentor the next generation of advocates who are coming after us. We're going to take the baton and do the very same thing. So that's a lot of tips, but that's what I've got. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much because it is because of you that when I came to the autistic online community, I knew I wasn't alone. And everything that you do that networks, that brings advocates together, that brings, you know, marginalized groups within the marginalized groups together and, and actually provides a yeah. space that's that's uniquely for them is really important. And those things that you do are so important. And thank you. Thank you for being who you are. And thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being my mentor. Thank you yeah. for being the woman that has <laughs> helped me be the person that I can be today in the very best way possible. You've helped create this. You may want to well, run from that statement, but you know. <laughs> you did this and, and, you know, look at what you can do. And you're not, you're just starting. So thank you for being you. There's no other Carol Jean, right? Lord help us. <laughs> I'm glad they're in. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your day to come and, and share your advocacy insights, experiences, and, and best tips and resources for the person that's, that's here listening today, that's sharing this time with us. We are here, most of us, very voluntarily of our own time, of our own spoon, very carefully allocating. And we do this because we know what it's like to feel alone. We know what it's like to feel so different and not, not feel like you have a place in the world and to finally feel like you see this little glimmer of light that says, this is your place, this is your space, and this is the place to start using your voice for the first time maybe. And if we can be a part of that and, and maybe gave you some insights or some tips or something that really sparked something in you today, we are really honored that we could do that. Every advocate that, that was able to make it today, we are just, we're here for you. We're here for each one of you here watching, each one of you here joining in, looking for your place in the world because we all have a place. We all have a purpose. And you know, it's not gonna look like the one of the person next to you. It will be your unique way in your unique journey and that's perfectly all right and there, you don't have to be like anybody else or anybody even on this panel here we want to celebrate and elevate you just where you are today 
Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being part of the Mind Your Autistic Brain community. And thank you for being you. If you are someone who likes to help people and share what has made a difference in your life, please share this talk show with a friend and on your social media accounts so that you can be the blessing in another late identified autistic's life. Be sure to tag me at Social Audi so I can personally say thank you. And to help keep the talk show ad-free, please consider becoming a one-time or recurring supporter through either Buy Me a Coffee or the Anchor Podcast links in the show notes below. I truly appreciate your support. Thank you for being a listener and thank you for adding your voice to our story.